I went to go grab me a cold pop And I smell smoke I got bronchitis I said, oh Lord, Jesus is a fire Where did it start? Not the barbecue In your belly Not the barbecue in your belly, in your spirit, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Can't put that fire out. Can't. I've, I've tested everything in the universe. There is not a principality, power, throne, dominion, spirits of wickedness, in high place, low place, under the earth, hell place. I don't care if you're in Egypt or Sodom, white and black magic. It doesn't exist. Anything. They can put out that fire. Jesus. Fruit flies flying around. As soon as my wife walked in the room, Lord Jesus. Swarms of fruit flies. God the Father is dealing with the flies on the fruits of the bride of Christ, Lord Jesus. I mean, there's hundreds of them. There wasn't a single one for 45 minutes until you walked in the room. <laughs> Not to embarrass you, but it's the truth. I'm dealing with swarms of fruit flies, and I know people will say, let's try to make Brandon, that's Brandon's fruit. It's not my fruit. It's not my flies. These technons I deal with every day by the thousands, they're always blaming the Huyos mature ones for all their problems. We deal with it constantly. Temper tantrums, crying, accusing. The healthier you are in God the Father, the more people will blame you for all their problems. I have literally dealt with adults having temper tantrums on me every single day for 12 years in full-time ministry. And it's not just in my family, it's not just my friends and family, it's not just the Job stuff. It's every single Christian in the whole world. And I know anyone that's got some healing, you deal with it. I know, I talk to some of you that are really healed. You deal with it constantly and you're in your workplace, in your families, your husbands and your wives, your kids. Kids are on drugs. You know, kids are cross-dressers and kids are on all kinds of stupid crap in Babylon the Great's witchcraft. Totally demon-possessed. People are sick. People are miserable. And it's like, how can it be that some people are in the richest measure of the divine presence and other people are weeping and gnashing their teeth in the exact same atmosphere. I've watched it for years and years and years. I've had people say, how can you be in heaven? And this is when I was an intern at, or a missionary for a, a little church plant over in St. Paul about 12 years ago. And uh, one of the guys said, how can you be in heaven and my wife right here, be in hell. And she was a miserable, miserable, demon-possessed girl. Just a spoiled brat American witch. And that's what he said. He was so bold because he was a newlywed and he's dealing with constant weeping and gnashing of teeth out of his wife's mouth. And he said, how can you be in heaven and my wife be in hell? Because he was shocked by the contrast of light and darkness. And that was his question 12 years ago. I'll never forget that. Because it was so funny to me. And she was so embarrassed. And that probably wasn't the most loving thing to do. You know, and I'm sure you guys will write me and complain about it. Well, that wasn't very nice. Love covers, brother. You know, you should have had discernment. You know, well, you weren't there. 
in the heat of the moment, in the battle, in the fray, in the fringe, on the front lines of the demons. Dealing with demon-possessed people every day, advancing the anointing through all flesh. You know, and they always have opinions when they're on the sidelines, you know, and they're keeping their scorecards while you're out there in the playing field, but they're too big of cowards to ever get in the fray, get in the front, <laughs> get in the anointing and fight demons, religious demons, political demons in America, probably the most demonized country in the world because it's the most religion you're dealing with. Got a hundred million people that claim to be born again. I read that. That was on Fox News. A hundred million people claim to be born again. And we can thank the Billy Graham Evangelical Association. You know? But Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 23 verse 20 that you have lusted after donkey testicles and their cum wad like horses. I was reading that today. I couldn't. I was like, oh, somebody wash Ezekiel's mouth out with the bar of soap? Man, this guy's XXX. You know, we want to keep it PG and G. But we're, I'm reading Ezekiel today, chapter 23, 23, verse 20, and it says they were lusting after the emissions of the horses. Emissions, the cum, and the donkey testicles, the Israelites. I said, oh my God, what kind of God is this that deals with the lust, that deals with the pornography, that deals with reality? Walking outside my house this morning and there's crack dealers right away 10 a.m. in the morning just waiting outside my house to be ministered to. How was your day? And there's birthday napkins all over, fresh trash today. Street completely covered with garbage. Picked a whole bag up yesterday and I love it. I'm a ghetto child. I'll live in the ghetto. I'll be in the ghetto. We'll never sell this house. I'll be in the ghetto until there is no ghetto. And this anointing heals the world. I'm not complaining. I'm in love with the ghetto. I love it. It's the best. And there's trash everywhere after I picked it up yesterday. But there was birthday napkins down. And it said, happy birthday. And that was the ghetto saying, I love you. Happy birthday. It's my wife and my birthday this month, August. And I really felt the Lord use the garbage on the ground to minister to me today. Happy birthday. And I felt the love of God coming off the trash on the ground towards my heart. Oh, the ghetto loves me. And the ghetto does love me. First thing out the house this morning, two crack dealers, gangster disciples, GDs out there, white shirts, you know the protocol. I grew up with gangs my whole life. And they're out there, you know, they're selling crack at one of the neighbor houses. And they're like, what's this house? And I said, this is a missionary house of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and I started talking to him. And I said, God bless you. And he's like, he got real serious because he could feel the presence of God. You should see these gangsters. You know, they had guns, crack dealers. I deal with it every day, 10 years, North Minneapolis. We had 12 murders within two blocks of my house right here within two weeks, three summers ago. I mean, it's, that was a worse deal than anything you ever seen in Southside Chicago. Been dealing with it, full-time ministry, inner-city missions, every single day of ministry for 12 years. Right away when I started out in missions, I was down here on Chicago and Lake Street leaving Christ Church because was, that was before I was kicked out of the Assemblies of God denomination for getting drunk on the Holy Spirit. 
and I'm leaving Christ Church, AG Church, Assemblies of God Church. We just had a Bible study. I'm hanging out with friends that I graduated from North Central University Bible College with, and, and we're on fire, man. I mean, I'm to, we're on fire, and I'm leaving. I got my sister in Christ next to me, Drea, and still a very close friend to this day. And all of a sudden, they push this dude in front of Sonny's bar down. I'm 10 feet away, four little gangsters, and they blow his brains out, brain matter, blasting out of his skull 10 feet away from me, and the gun's on the other side of his skull. And I'm on the other side of the gun, and the gun through his head is pointed directly at me. Brains all over the ground. Didn't even make the news. That's how much they actually care about the ghetto. It didn't even make the news. Brain matter. Didn't even make the news. <laughs> the 12 murders within two blocks of my house didn't even make the news. The continuous crack dealing didn't, doesn't make the news. No! The politicians would never be elected. Y'all live in a lie. <laughs> you have no idea. People in the suburbs, they live and they love the lie. And I'm not mad at you. I'm in love with you. But you're living a lie. <laughs> Until you come into the grit and the grime of America, the valleys of the USA, your ghettos, and every single city has a low place. I don't care if you're East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, even Alaska and Hawaii, they have low places and high places. You come into the low place and you raise a standard. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ 100% of the time. The cowards and the fakes and the lovers of money and the lovers of self, they go to the easy places. They don't go to the low places. They don't go to the dark places. They go to the easy places because they're cowards and they're fakes and they're phonies. And they never transform cities, but they're full of opinions about those that do. You hear about them every single day. They're the murderers of Jesus Christ. They're everywhere. They're the highly opinionated, the ones that really serve ego and not Christ. They're goats and not sheep. Now, there's some sweet ones in the suburbs. We deal with those people, too. There's some really, really sweet, wonderful people in the country, in the suburbs. We deal with some of those people, too. Most of them are so completely clueless, they have no idea. I tell you the truth, this is the Nazarene sect. Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. I-N-R-I. Right above his head when he's crucified to death. That's a governmental declaration that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You better believe it. The Nazarene sect, which means those that come out of Nazareth in the USA. Nazareth represents the ghetto, the low places. And every state's got them. You don't just have to be a hoodlum you know, from Queensbridge, New York, to be an apostle, a real son of God. You know, you can come from low places all over the place, but I'm telling you, there's a Nazarene sect. That's what they called the Apostle Paul. He was so fray, so fringe, such a renegade. They said these are the men that turned the world upside down. Paul they called Hermes. Barnabas they called Zeus. It is written in the book of Acts because it earthquaked, they so did not submit to anything in creation that when these men of God walked into these cities, these highly sophisticated, highly educated Roman and Greek cities, they shook because they were so far off from the mark of the high calling. And every city in the USA is shaking right now. Everything that can be shaken 
is being shaken right now. And judgment begins with the house of God. These fakes and these phonies and these wannabes out there, full of opinions, full of accuser of the brethren, always putting down the true leaders of Christ that are in the lowest places, always pushing them down, because they know we'll take it. They know we'll take heaps of abuse because we're real disciples. I've had thousands of people verbally abuse me, knowing that I'll just take it because I'm a real disciple of the anointing. And they know I'm not going to murder them because I'm not a sinner like they are. People that take that anointing for granted. I've had so many ministries come around and just leech off of me, you know, start marketing to our viewers, start pulling them into their little marketplace ministry. These are hirelings. I've seen thousands of them, hirelings. There's some good people out there that really love the flock, but a lot of them are just sorcerers of money that just want to make money off you. Mostly, they're sorcerers. That's why they manifest so bad. People have gotten into positions of power and influence because they're gifted in communication, not because they're obedient to the anointing. They're not even in the kingdom, and that's why everyone that follows these sorcerers is outside the city gates. They don't know anything about the glory. They don't know anything about becoming a rainbow head, having the seven spirits of God through their hearts and brains. They don't even know what the order of Melchizedek is because they're so submitted to the order of the law of Moses, which is the tree of knowledge in the garden, and the order of Melchizedek, which is the tree of life in the garden, submitted to the flesh and not submitted to the spirit. <laughs> you bring this stuff up with the power and the glory and the dominion and the might of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ with all the white throne judgment seat of Christ, and you will watch them weep and gnash their teeth forever. Before it's too late, I pray, everyone who's born again in America, that Fox News statistic of 100 million comes to the river and drinks. A lot of people's conversion is totally fake. And I tell you the truth, you're going to have to enter the throne room to become totally real. You need to be real. This is not fanaticism. This is not religion. This is the living God. This is Mount Zion, the city of innumerable angels. This is the seven blazing torches before the Lion of Judah and His throne. And every single one of you needs to sit on that throne with Him today. That's the altar call. That's the mark of the high calling sitting on the white throne in Christ. How can that be? It is written in Revelation 2 and 3, Everyone that overcomes will sit with me on my throne, and they will rule the nations with an iron scepter, dashing them to pieces like pottery. That's the mark of the high calling. Will you rise from the dead, especially the knowledge of good in your head, all of your education about Jesus, all your education about making money in the marketplace, everything you think you know, and your counterfeit sinful nature of your brain. Just let it burn. I count my education studying under Gamaliel as rubbish, the Apostle Paul testifies. Gamaliel, to this day, is considered the greatest rabbi to ever live by Jews in every synagogue in the world. And that's who the Apostle Paul studied under. Jesus Christ as well, the Messiah. That's why he was so great. That's the rabbi that taught the Messiah, Gamaliel. It's true. Hallelujah.
What a blessing. Ah, oh, you just feel that fresh presence, that fresh anointing. Little baby Messiah. And to be the rabbi of Israel. Whoa. I mean, what a precious calling. That's how I, serious I take it, raising up the sons of God. Raising up your spiritual maturity, father of spirits. I'm not the father of spirits, but I'm completely possessed with him and all my heart and all my soul and all my personality. That's why I do ministry, to raise your spirits through your hearts and brains so you can manifest the true you inside your bodies. So you have no identification with the flesh so that you can see that you are in fact the sons of God by manifesting the Son of God from your spirit. But the brain is always lied to by demons, especially the knowledge and appearance of good demons. Because religion always comes and says, you don't need to manifest that, that's not true. And they'll twist the scriptures to make you slaves of Satan. It's called bewitched, having begun in the spirit, having begun here in your spirit, you try to finish in your brain. I mean, have you ever met someone like that? I heard about people out there that are like that. They begun in the spirit, they had a spiritual epiphany, they had a spiritual awakening, and then they try to get back to that place of first love bliss by what they can do in their human abilities and their human brain. But it was a gift in the beginning, and it's grace in the beginning, so it's not earned, it's a gift. And it's not by anything you do in your flesh, it's not by anything you do in your brain. It's by faith alone that you're saved. And it's by faith alone that the Savior of the world grows in you. And 1 Timothy 2.15 in the Amplified Classic translation says that you are actually saved by birthing the divine child. Because every single person born again is, is pregnant with the Messiah. And as you release the Messiah through your heart and mind, your glorified personality in the true you that's a spirit and not a meat sack comes forth. <laughs> Jesus Christ taught in John chapter 6 that the flesh counts for nothing. The flesh counts for nothing. No, he had a flesh. He died on the cross and shed his flesh, which is for the forgiveness of sins. But Jesus Christ was the angel of the Lord inside that flesh. In the Old Testament, he's called the angel of the Lord. He met with Abraham and created the first Jew. Every time you see angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, that's Jesus Christ. <laughs> 100% of the time. <laughs> that's why they considered him. You read the judges and stuff and the angel Lord. And then they're like, we saw God. God's the angel of the Lord? Yeah, Jesus Christ. God, the angel of the Lord. That's written in the Samson testimony. It's all over the Old Testament. Read the Bible. <laughs> Amen. It's crazy. People don't even know the angel of the Lord is Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only thing different about him is now he's in the flesh and he's died for the forgiveness of your sins so that you can have all your brains washed with crystal clear living water so that you don't have a dirty conscience by the things you've done in your past with the law of Moses beating you up every day, making you feel bad because you're never good enough and you don't do enough good stuff and don't read your Bible enough and didn't love someone enough. Man, if we could be that enough garbage that the demons always beat us up with, we wouldn't even need Jesus. We wouldn't even need the New Covenant. Being good was the Old Covenant. In the New Covenant, it's called being crucified with Christ, no longer living. The life I now live, I live by faith in Christ. Greater is He who's in me. Christ, the hope of all glorious things that comes through me. Your body is the temple of... The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is Christ. He was called Jesus 
for 30 years, Jesus, the carpenter's son, the son of Joseph. But after the father spoke audibly at his baptism at the river Jordan, he was called Jesus Christ when he received the white dove, the anointing. Amen. <laughs> and you've received the white dove. You've received the anointing. Are you a Christ? You better believe it. <laughs> if you're not a Christ, then you're not a Christian. The name Christian itself means Christian Christ one, anointed one. Did you know that? We call ourselves Christian. That means anointed ones. Oh, that title belongs only to Jesus. There's only one anointed one. Then you're not a Christian. The term Christian, first given at Antioch, means anointed one. Oh, you're an anointed one too? Yeah, I got Christ in me too. And they'd have to draw a fish in the sand, you know, so they wouldn't be crucified by the Romans because it was illegal back then. <laughs> and now we have a Christian president in the USA. You better believe it. Donald Trump's born again. A lot of people hate him. I love him. I don't even care. There's no separation of church and state. There's no separation of anything. It's all a diabolical Freemason lie, and I'm going there. We'll deal with your Rothschild banks. We'll deal with every secret society, all you fake devil-serving Pharisees. That's what they are. Freemasonry is just being a Pharisee. You're just a religious demon serving Satan, the original, original demon. He's the original religious demon. That's what Satan, the fallen cherubim Lucifer is. He's the original religious demon. And everyone that's religious is like their father, the devil. Every Freemason, every Job's daughter, every sister of the Eastern Star, let all of your secret societies be burned into the lake of fire. The kingdom of heaven's taking over the USA, and we will completely and totally kick Satan out of America this season by the seven blazing torches of the manifesting sons of God. You better believe it. We're under governors and tutors until the appointed time of the Father. But guess what? Today is the appointed time of the Father, and we're no longer under governors and tutors. And I think you better recognize... And you can believe this word, and it's like a fishing line. You believe this word, and you come in easy. You don't believe this word, well, God will send the hunters. And you'll go through the school of hard knocks. Because every word out of my mouth is the spirit of truth. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.